Oh, 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 sorry. I didn't yes, I am that. a zombie. I'm a zombie. Hey, I'm, I'm a zombie. zombie. I'm Batman. I'm also Batman. Batman zombie. <laughs> I'm Batman zombie. Batman. There's also Batman in it. Car accident. All right, we ready? So I'm Batman. Oh, it's just a Batman. Yeah. I'm are we ready or are we still Batman? I'm going to do I, this. I'm going to do that. Both. <laughs> I'm both. All right, here we go. This is like a bad horror movie. Yeah. Well, it gets a whole lot worse. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the weather will not change and it's just getting bad and rainy and it's not fun. It's not fun. But joining me as always, the people who can feel my weather pain underground and secure location to the north, it's the busy zombie lord Lou Page. Howdy. And I can handle this weather. <laughs> I'm not, fr- you, I'm not oh, frightened so you're by the rain. a better man than me. <laughs> I'll take rain over snow. No, no, I am. Did you wear a coat to work today? <laughs> no. Really, guys? We're going to talk about weather. This is going to be my... It may have been raining, <laughs> but it was like 60 degrees. Of the day. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too, too bad. But speaking of too, too bad, keeping the border safe to the north, over the wall, it's our own Canadian, Ryan Murphy. You know, I think Scott rubbed off on you, and now you feel the need to, you know, make fun of Canadians nonstop. Don't know if I appreciate that. First of all, I think first, we've always first of done all, that. Um, I don't ever want you to hear the word Scott rubbed off on you again. <laughs> and uh, really? I've always made fun of you. <laughs> you had, he's That's where never we're going come today. Back. You, you just ruined it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in a mood because we watched a movie. We talked about <laughs> it a little bit. I'm excited to discuss it with you guys because this movie, surprisingly enough, uh, it was it was a fun watch, but. Um, I, we'll, we'll get your takes on that. So let's break it right down in the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. A lot of times I sit there and wonder, what's, what's better than zombies? And then I, 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 I think plants. Plants are better than zombies. But if I could have plants versus zombies... Oh, sorry, they already did that. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare will hit the PS3 and PS4 on August 19th, Ryan. How do you feel about that? I feel as though now I can actually try this game. I feel like it's a little too late. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, it's probably a little too late, but uh, I don't know. I just I think that uh, it, as long as there's a demo, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't think like it's a $40 game. It's kind of tough to jump headfirst into, but... It's a $40 yeah. game... With uh, in-game purchases. Is it really? I thought they hadn't enabled that yet. Oh, no. It's in there. Oh. That's lame. Is it? Yeah. Is it already, it's already available on PC and Xbox, right? Uh, yeah. just, just Xbox. I don't think it's even on PC yet. I think it launched on PC. Like, Did it? it? It was later on. Oh, nope. No, the article does say it is out on PC. I haven't even seen any ads for it, so it might not be selling well on PC. I haven't either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, thing, right? I actually completely forgot. I completely forgot about the game. So I, I keep that's why seeing I ads for it on Xbox, it's... but I don't see anything for it on PC. So I, I don't think it was one of those games that was worth being exclusive to a system because I feel like it probably would have benefited from launching on all systems at the same time. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Like they haven't announced pricing yet. Maybe they go full on free to play and and put it out on the Sony platform Ooh. as free to play. Not gonna happen. Uh, Free to play would be cool. Yeah, it would Ooh. be cool. Would be cool. Not gonna happen. <laughs> EA owns PopCap now, but that's enough game talk. Yeah, but 
Plants uh, vs. Zombies 2 is free to play. <laughs> and that we didn't think that would happen. Yeah, but well, there's in-app purchases. They, but they've but there's in-app purchases, and they get they got a lot of flack. Well, yeah, but yeah, usually they don't care about flack. But exactly, you're right. Uh, yeah, enough game talk. Enough game talk. Well, let's talk about weapons, shall I we? I can always talk about weapons. <clears throat> I know this is why this was in the notes just for you. You can now <laughs> buy Michonne's signature, <laughs> the signature edition katana, samurai sword. For the low, low price of two hundred twenty dollars. There's only four left in stock, guys. On Amazon, yeah. I'm sure you can probably find them other places. But now, now, Lou, if you were to buy this sword, you would always have like you would always have Michonne's sword. So if she was like, "Where's my sword?" You'd just give it to her. You'd be like, "Here, take your sword." Um, I don't need a sword. I have a Bowie knife. What? A Bowie knife? <laughs> would yeah. you rather have a sword though? Uh, no. Did and you, I have an, I have an aluminum knife, knife or Bowie knife. Bo- Bowie knife. Bowie knife is very different. <laughs> I also have an aluminum baseball bat. I'm all set. Is it a booby bat? No, that's not a thing. But I don't know. Wait. Well, it's forty five percent off. So two hundred twenty dollars free shipping. Now is it an, is it like an authentic sword or is it like a just a sort of like? Uh, I think it's an officially licensed product. Well, yeah, for sure, but it's not a samurai sword, right? It. Uh, what's the length on it? Does it give a measurement length? Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm just more wondering not length, but like in terms of like sharpness and ability to cut things. Like, do you think it actually most, is like a real knife? Most of these replicas are usually sold as dull and as prop purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, and this doesn't look to be a full katana. It. Do- it doesn't look long enough. At least in the photo. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it as a katana. So no matter what, I'm just gonna carry it around with work to work with me. I'm gonna buy one of these and just walk around with it. Yeah, you're gonna have like two like people chained up and lead them around with you, or is that too far? Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna uh, um, I'm gonna cut their arms off and their jaws, <laughs> and uh, that's actually like nothing's that's going on. Yeah, that won't get you in the loony bin. Uh, no, it will not. But. You know what would get you in the loony bin? Watching some really, really crazy movies, which was what we did <laughs> on this Wait week's segue. Zombie Topic of the Week. Zombie Topic of the Week. So this week we watched a little film that uh, one of our co-hosts recommend, recommended. Uh, Lou, you want to tell us a little bit about the movie we watched? We watched Dead and Breakfast, a low-budget B-zombie movie about several friends that get trapped at a bed and breakfast where one of them accidentally releases a demon that starts bringing people back from the dead as zombies. Yeah, now I'd like to point out real quick here, Lou. um, First of all, I'd like to say that I, I didn't hate this movie. Uh, okay, good. Which was, we, we could have like you could have fooled us in the group me chat where you were very strict about this movie. Yeah, you made it sound like you hated it, and I was like, oh god, he hated yeah. it. He hated a, it. A couple points, I was a little like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, like they're just, singing and there's like country music. What's happening? Yeah. Well, I would like to point out too, uh, not one zombie until 42 minutes into the film. <laughs> really? Okay. So I was wondering, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, is this? Is this a zombie movie? Because we're pretty sure we're watching this for zombies. Ain't my podcast. Like, uh, yeah, I knew there were zombies. I, I wouldn't have recommended a movie that didn't have That's zombies. True. And I mean, That's the true. busy zombie lord wouldn't have uh, told us to watch this movie if it didn't have zombies in it. And I was very happy when uh, you know the zombies started appearing, and they were like the voodoo type zombie, which is something we don't cover enough on this show. Yeah. So was, good on you, Lou, for suggesting I, I, this movie. I, I will be honest. I did have the same reaction you guys did watching this because I have seen this dozens of times, but it's been a few years. And I went, wait, I thought the zombies showed up sooner than this. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, it really is like halfway through the movie. Oh, shit. I should have warned them. (laughs) (laughs) But man, when they do show up, they show up. They showed up pretty well. Well, the thing is, too. So it's 2004's Dead and Breakfast. It was, like Lou said, it's a B-movie uh, directed by Matthew Lutweiler. Matthew Lutweiler. Lut- Lutweiler. Lutweiler. 
Loot Crate, Transformers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know him from anything. Uh, I looked at some of his IMDb stuff. I don't really know anything about this. Um, but it had a pretty good cast of people yeah, it, that are familiar. Yep. We have uh, Jeremy Sisto, who was on Six Feet Under and also did several seasons of Law & Order. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever Carradine, who does bit parts and lots of stuff and ha- was a semi-regular on um, a couple of sci-fi channel shows. She's also David Carradine's niece. Ooh. Who is oh. in this movie. Also, also in the movie. Yeah, you wonder how David, you got him on, on board. Da- David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah, really weird fit for him, by the way. Kind of uh, a... Yeah. What? He's not in it very long. No. <laughs> like yeah. almost non-existent. <laughs> so let's talk let's talk a little bit about this movie for well that's I guess what we're doing, but I want to talk about it more. Um so we'll kind of go into it and in kind of our first take. And uh so I'm watching this movie and the opening scene, there's you know, the the few people that are driving around in an RV, they they make it known that they're going to a wedding, and right away you get the suspicious feeling that one of them's a little creepier than the others from a little conversation they have. All right, uh, three squirrels, one coyote, a rabbit, maybe in parenthesis, and one and a half unknown. What the fuck is this? A roadkill. Can I have that back, please? One and a half unknown. Oh, must be pretty, huh? He writes roadkill down. Yeah, that's not serial killer. Like, did he have you know, three first names? Like, that would have been your other question. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it's because he's going to say a prayer for them when he gets to where he's going. Still, Still not weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And yeah. second of all, you can't drive and write down a, a roadkill. That's not safe, okay? Not at all. Not that's, at all. I, I, as, a, as, as a safe driver, I do not recommend that. But hey, another movie that would have been totally solved by cell phones. And I mean, 2004 <laughs> doesn't seem like that long ago. Like there were cell phones back then, right, guys? There was, but I don't think they were. Siri. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> say I don't think that they were prevalent as they did. are now. <laughs> I mean, you you know what? I mean, even if there was cell phones, they were so out in the middle of nowhere that I doubt service wouldn't have been that great. Siri would have taken forever. Hey, they love. they had cell phones first of all because they had no service at one point. But so right. they had one so of those I'm shitty much- flip phones. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching this movie. Uh, shitty flip phones. Back then, those were the bomb, man. The the razors. They were like Star Trek communicators. <laughs> so we're watching. We're watching these guys travel along, drinking way too much, taking some pills that are for big boys, and um, old people that's, pills. That's, and no they're fun. lost. Yeah, they're they're completely lost. Yeah. So they pull over at the gas station. And you start hearing this country theme song music, and I'm like, "Wow, this is kind of weird." Oh, nope, the guy's actually there singing. Yeah, okay. This isn't a this background song. I gotta say, this is where Ashley tuned out. Usually with zombie movies, she's in. Like she'll watch them and and you know she'll tune out for the oh gross, that's gross. But like as soon as the singing started, she's like, I'm out. I'm going to well, sleep. I, I warned you guys that it was sort of a musical, and I'm fine what? with that. I love I love musical movies. Like I love the Muppets. But Ashley, she hates the Muppets. She hated. The, she did not like this movie. Um, she told me she had nightmares and they involved like a juicy fruit type commercial where a zombie like, tried to use a guitar to kill her. It was weird. Okay. Well, now that we got into her personal life. So my thing was, and it's funny because at that exact moment, I'm watching this and I see her go up to the guy who's actually singing and I'm like, I got to text Lou. I'm going to see what I'm watching here. Did, yeah. I, did I get the right movie? Like, are we watching a weird so Are you actually watching bed and breakfast, like what's yeah. going on? Well, just to give you guys a taste, this is this is what you hear throughout the so- or throughout the movie of a guy singing parts of the movie that are going on right now. Well, 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 damn it all to hell! That snobby French chef got himself killed. So for those of you who thought I was deranged, I told you there was something really strange going on in that house. Mark my words down. And who was that drifter who was hanging around? Some outcast, nomadic kind of rambler, tall, dark, mysterious, and sultry man with bedroom eyes and shoulders. You could hang a bedspread on. Uh, I mean, I like hunting and fishing. I'm kidding. Come on, I'm a red meat man who likes this film's glory. So let's just continue on with our story. I thought the singing bits were probably one of the better parts of the film. Like they were, they were, they were really funny. They were funny, but like I, they just seemed out of place at first. And then as they keep going, I guess they kind of fit in. Now I yeah, hope no, later on you capped some of his musical efforts after I, a certain transformation. So I, I, I will admit that's part, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the singing. Not even because I like the singing, just because it's so different and clever. 
It is. It's it's very different, and it kind of uh, it keeps you in tune with the movie. Like the movie itself gave me a very dead alive feel, where it was just it was a zombie movie, but it was kind of just making fun of itself while it was going on. You know. Uh, it, 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 and the other thing too that I would like to make it, so our heroes stumble into a bed and breakfast run by David Carradine that's where they end up for the night because they can't right. find where they're going and David Carradine has like three lines and then they find his body well before that too they run into that guy that I always remember from the Drew Carey show as uh, Oswald <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and, uh, Batter. With the I worst, totally love that guy on the, the Drew worst Carey French show. accent ever. The worst French accent. I'm pretty sure that's why he died. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys hear that? No, say it again. Hey, how would you like it if I piss in your soup? Really? <laughs> Dude, that guy's a bad actor. I mean, even on the Drew Carey show, he was over the top, and he was not I'm that great. I'm pretty sure that's why he was in this movie, because they wanted him to do bad acting. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because that scene, I also got a clip that I'm going to keep forever, so every time Ryan gets too excited about something... Put your dick back in your pants. Oops. Really? <laughs> Good thing this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, so Lou was saying that David Carradine comes in, and he says his, uh, you know, hey, I got this box, and I had a heart attack. I'm done. Um, it's kind of weird. I know. I, I it's. I find it hard to watch him in movies, having known that he like he's dead and how we died, and it's just weird. I don't know. I just. I. I it's tough. Way, way to bring the show down. See, I don't. See, I don't have that problem at all. I. I don't like him. He's weird. He's. He's like an old <laughs> guy, and he's got a raspy voice. And you sound like a four-year-old. I don't like him. <laughs> In this dude, movie, <laughs> dude, uh, this just goes to show how old I am. I've been watching him in stuff since I was a little kid. I only know him from Kill Bill, and even then, I didn't like him in Kill Bill either. Wow, you're just you're just not a Carradine. You're not a Carradine, are you? I don't care about the Dean, man. I do not care so, about the Dean. Let's talk about this movie because they go into this bed and breakfast, right? And um, David Carradine's there. Oswald from the Drew Carey shows there, and they're all kind of. You got that one rude guy that drank way too much. He's pissing in the front lawn, and they're all in this room. And we've all been there. Yeah, it's it's odd. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all know that person. Yeah, we all. Right. I've never done that. I've never pissed in somebody's bush. I mean, come on. Pee, pee in a hamper? That's ridiculous. Um, Did he actually pee in a hamper, or is that like a personal experience coming through? Moving on. <laughs> so yeah no i mean like, I remember so that scene they're in this room and there's this awkward like hey you know no one likes this guy because he's just a cousin or someone he's kind of weird uh i'm drunk you're drunk and then you know oswald comes in and he tries to bring him food and the drunk guy slams it all over the floor and his little french snobbiness gets a little mad and pouts off yeah and then they go to bed right yeah, and they fine. leave. And they leave the drunk guy sleeping in the living room. Of yeah, course. everything's fine. Who who then wakes up? Of course, he wakes up and he says, "I'm in a bed and breakfast." Did you guys uh, cap the reason why his girlfriend left him in the living room? By the way, oh yeah, that? yeah. I didn't clip it, but I caught it. <laughs> you got it. He's not going to be able to get it up anyway. <laughs> they leave him. It's, it's, a, it's like you're going to tell everybody that. Like that just yeah. seems like personal information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little the, weird. The, some of these characters were not really likable. No, mainly the drunk dude and his girlfriend i mean maybe okay like in terms of likable characters the lovable hobo the drifter sure i'm yep. sure we can we i mean minus the, the couple slip-ups at the end there but the also, sheriff the sheriff yeah for the most part he was he, i love the actor uh jeffrey dean morgan yeah, i'll watch him awesome. do anything yeah um when he sort of appeared in supernatural then went away for obvious reasons and then came back i always loved he, his, he, his episodes yeah he's he's most famously known for playing the comedian in Watchmen. yeah so yeah. he kind of ma- he raises this the, this movie's bar a little he's bit. the dad so. in weeds who is yep. like only in flashbacks <laughs> yep he's good man like i love him like you said he's he's a great actor and he was the sheriff in this which was good mm-hmm. but um he plays a good, he has a good southern accent in this film He's the only one that does. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's funny. Too. Okay, so in the movie, um, the drunk guy wakes up and he decides I'm going to go raid the fridge because I have no idea where I am and that seems logical. And um, he eats the – he starts eating pie and his girlfriend it, wakes up <laughs> and there's a dead body behind him. And she turns on the lights because that's why he doesn't see the body is he's yeah. eating in the dark. Yeah. 
Which and is and that leads to vision when you're drunk. That leads me. <laughs> that leads me to my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. The slipping on the blood for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? No. Okay. Wait. I want to say something, and let's get this out of the way early. That guy and the way he reacted to things was very realistic in my mind. You, are you talking about this? What happened? I was, I was, I was just eating a blueberry. Blueberry in the pie. Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a blueberry in the pie. Yeah, is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> that, was, that was golden. But I mean, just in the sense that every time he did something disgusting, he was like, oh my god, oh. But, like, when he's trying to get away from the body, he's slipping and sliding. That makes sense. He's panicking. Every time he, like, shot a, shot one Not of the voodoo's on Not for an hour, him, though. <laughs> well, it wasn't an hour. Every time he shot one of the voodoo's, like, he'd, like, take out their head or, like, stab them real gruesome-like. He'd react in a very, I don't want to actually be doing this right now moment. And He was he was a good actor, too, though. I got to say, like... Well, I, he wasn't a good actor. I'm not, I'm well, not giving I, him too much credit. He but made I'm just me not that, like him, though. He was pretty good at making me not like him. Right. That yeah, he was yeah. a dick. But I just felt like he the way he the character was written for him to like act out the scenes, it was very it was more realistic than what most zombies movies do where as soon as the zombie apocalypse hits, everybody's a stone cold killer, you know? Mm. It's all about survival. Whereas this guy's like he's surviving, but damn if he's not he's not enjoying it, you know? And I thought that was very that's how I would probably kill people in the zombie apocalypse. I'd be like shoving a hammer up their eye socket and I'd be like oh god oh!" like vomit a little bit in your mouth and then swallow it well you'd have to swallow it or else you'd well let's not move too far ahead we know what would happen just just one more time here though what happened I was was, was just eating a blueberry blueberry in the pie just come on (laughs) so so yeah so Frenchie's dead uh, got a knife in the throat and then at the same time Carradine had a heart attack so just Dude, a, I didn't understand. Oh, I understand why Carradine had a heart attack. They probably ran out of money, but um, I don't no. understand why he had a heart attack. You don't. You weren't obviously. You weren't watching the movie, Ryan. Well, I understand why Oswald Cobblepot took it to the to the throat. I mean, I get that, but I don't understand why he had a heart attack. Like he was just stressed. No. Uh, no. Explain um, why then. Come on. The the way I've always interpreted it is. Earlier in the evening... Let me check my notes. The scriptures of be- dead and breakfast. <laughs> well, no. The, the movie's plot is really convoluted, and you really kind of... It's <laughs> all think? over the place. <laughs> yeah. But the way I've always understood what happened is, is the French guy accidentally opened the box I got earlier that, yeah. in the evening. Yep, I got and when he opened it early, And Carradine had to kill him. Before he yeah. turned. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he had to seal the box... And all of that stressed him out, and he had a heart attack. So it was stress. Okay. Yeah, but okay. You you act like you didn't know what it was for. Well, I just I thought him dying was very convenient. <laughs> Put your dick back in your pants. All right. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. So we're just going to go to a mature show real quick this here. This is an audio podcast, <laughs> all right? I can keep my pants off if I want. So the there's two murders and one guy goes to get on a bike and surprisingly enough he makes it to town usually when that happens the guy doesn't make it back and there's never any law enforcement well, involved well wait you skipped the part where they did a funny bit with the motorcycle and it went back. I feel like I didn't have to say that I mean the guy's an idiot yeah it's like oh I don't know sorry I I guess I I'll, I'll learn on the second try <laughs> yeah perfect now I know how to ride so so in comes in comes the sheriff Okay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the sheriff, the big burly. This guy is a southerner. Whatever he's chewing. Whatever it is. Saying things like this. Sneak a lot past me. Well, (laughs) that's like trying to sneak a snowman past a rooster. Oh, my God. All his metaphors were awesome. (laughs) You can make a movie on him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and the best part was is he says the line so convincingly. You're like, yeah. He knew this plot, this script was crap, but he was selling it the best he could. Oh, yeah. I think he was having fun. I like to think he was having a lot of fun with this movie. I know I was. Me too. You know, and it's funny. So the sheriff comes by. um, They they bring some of them back to the station. They find out that the drifter was around there. You know, the drifter that they met earlier when he tried to bum a cigarette but never lit it. Kind of weird. Like, and the guy gave you that, like, weird. Did they ever touch on why he did that? 
I'm assuming it's just because he doesn't smoke anymore. Oh. But he has that weird, raspy Master Splinter voice the whole time for some I, reason. I, I, I kept picturing Batman. I'm Batman. Uh, I'm also Batman. <laughs> don't, don't start this again. Don't start that. The pre-show was all Batman, and I think it all started because someone said Batman forever. <laughs> so poor Johnny, okay, our, our weird friend who was walking around for apparently no reason, you know, just walking around for funsies. Um, as two people got murdered, and uh, he tries to get back inside the house while everyone else goes down to the police station. And goes, yeah, to he ta- gets locked out. Yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna climb in here mm-hmm. to the room where the box is, and I'm gonna open the box on accident when I fall in through this window. And sure enough, zombie leader. <laughs> I feel like yep. he would have he would have been a serial killer anyways. So I mean that box kind well, of just unlocked his potential. Early. Wait a wait a minute, because I'm going to discuss it after the first his first victim. Oh, okay. I, there's, there's a piece of trivia I think we should all know oh, in a minute. Okay. Well, his first victim is the gardener who is deaf and mute, and, which uh, is a, which is which is a bad joke, but I still laugh joke? at it. Well, no, because they said, uh, you know, he said hi to the guy earlier, and he's like, what, is he mute? And she's like, yes. I was like, okay, that was, okay, thanks for that. That is a bad joke. Okay, that's worse than my zombie jokes, I mean. I mean, he probably, like, if this show existed before this movie, he probably would have used your bad zombie jokes as incentive for that joke. I'm sure he, thanks, appreciate that. I'm just trying to be mean. Well, so he opens the, everyone's in town, and some people decide to go get, go walk downtown to get drinks because that's what they do after the two people have been murdered and the other two are in a police station and uh the only one that knows about the box is the lead female character there who's kind of that one that's always thinking ahead and trying to be logical about things and then um so johnny yeah so johnny over there he's he's now captain voodoo zombie pants and uh he his first kill is the gardener with a pair of gardener shears Mm mm-hmm outside and as they do it you get a view of the house that they're standing in front of and blood splashing everywhere and the entire scene there is a montage if you will of uh that actor's father his father is anthony perkins who was in psycho and played the uh the original uh norman bates really yes huh so when his character is kind of acting all innocent but yet kind of weird and creepy and then becomes the villain later in the film, uh, I'm guessing he was cast in this role on purpose so that they could get the Anthony Perkins you could call it montage a, rep- references. Could you call it a homage? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so or, are we just going to transfer into talking about Bates Motel? No. Oh, I hear that's a good show, though. It's okay. All right. Put your dick back in your pants. Um, I'll stop it. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, uh, You know what? I felt like Johnny became a better character once he was uh, once he became a voodoo zombie. I felt like he becomes a snarky ass. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It's really kind of uh, you see both ends of him. You see him as the nice, polite, (laughs) weird guy, and then you see him turn into the snarky asshole that kills everybody. Well, yeah, well, let's, okay, so I'm watching this movie, and then we're, like I said, we're 42 minutes in before we see a zombie, and I, I captured a clip, so the two people that are in the police station, they meet the drifter again, and they she finds out that the symbols are the same as the symbols on the box, so this girl wants to go to the Hall of Records, which is conveniently right down the street. And, um, it's a small town, Bob. The lady there that guards the Hall of Records with her life, um, she She's tries- a little weird. She tries to explain the entire premise of what happened, and the clip's about a minute long, and see if you can follow along with it. <laughs> I was up late one night. I was riding home. I always cut through the cemetery since my house is on the other side of town. That's when I seen him. Wise and some oriental fella come sneaking into the graveyard and dig up his newborn son. Wise lost him and his wife about a year earlier in a car accident. Well, I followed them out of the graveyard. And they took the body back to the stables and performed some sort of black magic type shit on it. Magic type shit. That's black what did magic it. Type shit. And I also want to point out this. Car accident. 
Car accident. Car accident. Now, wasn't she talking about aliens like right before she went into that story? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. She was a little out there. Yeah. Um, very, very cautious and out there. So basically, you know, this whole thing stems from an Oriental fella. Um, he's Thai. Who we never <laughs> see again. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's um, – so the plot or the whole, you know, plot device is, you know, this voodoo summoning ritual that just went terribly wrong, right? I mean, is yeah. it, this is what's causing it and, you know, you got to be careful and you can't open the box. Once you open the box, you – and it unleashes all the spirits and then if you put anyone's body part or blood or anything in that box, you then, you then become a voodoo zombie. No, okay, well, that's the thing, too. We've been calling them voodoo zombies, I think, out of, like, principle of, of the characteristics. But voodoo d- is not what's happening here. It is no. it is Thai. Uh, uh, oh, well, let's get technical then. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if we're, if this is a zombie <laughs> show. We break zombies. shit down. I mean, come on. So, okay, so it's th- – what do you call Thai voodoo then? Uh uh, Spicy bad takeout? Lunch. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we both went they, there. Huh? They're Buddhist. They're Buddhist zombies. Buddhist zombies. That's Buddhist what they are. Zombies. I mean, yeah. Boom booties. Let's nope, go back to voodoo. Work. I think probably. Yeah. yeah. That voodoo that you do. So yeah, it's um, okay. it's actually called um, the the drifter explains it better. It's called a, a what is it? A kumatong. I, I got a clip of him trying kumatong. to explain. Kumatong. Yeah. <laughs> kumatong. Okay. You, well, you can tell I've seen this movie way too many times. How many I times exactly have you seen this called. movie? <laughs> I own it on DVD, the collector's edition. <laughs> Do you watch? Okay, wait, 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 Bob. Before we move on, I okay. need to ask Lou a question. Go ahead. Have you watched the DVD commentary? Uh, no. Oh, well, okay, you're you could still be saved. All right. <laughs> All right. So if we you got had the... watched the DVD commentary, I would have asked you: Did Darren, David Carradine? Make an appearance. <laughs> no, he does not. I know for a fact. I'm pretty sure he does not. Probably the DVD commentary is the blonde chick, the director, and maybe like one other actor. I think. I think it might actually just be the director. Well, it's probably the only guy who came back. <laughs> so it was a good movie. I, so I, I, it wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. It, it was fun. It, it was fun. It to was watch. better than Stalled, and it was way better than that Survival of the Dead. Yeah. So we got Drifter here, who, um, like Drifter I said. McGee. Drifter McGee, who's really – he just reminds me of that Master Splinter voice. And you know, he'll explain – try to explain something right here. Why don't you tell us what we're up And uh, before I play it, actually, uh, this is another long clip of him trying to explain everything to everyone. Why don't you tell us what we're up against? It depends on how many people we're putting in that box. In the box? The box had a spirit trapped inside. Probably the spirit of Mr. White's son. What do you mean, Probably. Probably. Uh, the records clerk said that she saw Wise in the cemetery digging up a, a corpse with the Chinese guy. A tie. This guy probably. How about you tell us what you know for definite? Or I'll probably knock you out for good. Mm-hmm. A kumantong is a spirit. Captured from a fetus or a newborn's body. Kept in a small wooden box and sealed with this. A legend says brings the owner good fortune. However, there's a very dark side to these spirits. If they're not nurtured properly, they will wreak havoc. A kumantong. God bless you. Um. <laughs> 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 no. Um, I would love to see outtakes from those scenes to see how many times he had to say that. I think that was that wasn't even correct. It's like, well, that's as close as we're gonna get if we're gonna wrap up Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's go. My throat's <laughs> killing me. Do you think he actually sounds like that? Uh, did yeah. anybody do that no. research? I do that. He. Do, I'm pretty sure he does not sound like that. I, I think, think he has a deep voice, but I don't think it's that deep. So. So he explains what's going on with this box, okay, in the in the thong. Yeah, he and did. um, what? What? <laughs> no, what? You're so, the one that said thong. No, come on, thong. Um, oh, okay, sorry. My, so, my bad. <laughs> so I want to get to my favorite scene in the movie. Yes. The, um, the uh, what was it? The the hoedown <laughs> scene in the barn. Yes. The throw yes. type shit. 
Yeah. Oh no, that comes later. No, 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 no that's no, no. later. That's way later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> just to give you an idea of what kind of people are stalked in this town, I have one. I have another clip for you. <laughs> Great. I know. And uh, this one's all about the French guy that died earlier. You remember this guy? Hey. That guy. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you touch lo- on my friend soup. <laughs> so here are the locals. Frog, he wasn't like much around here. Covering up the true nature of food with his special sauces and whatnot. Frogs, how to nuke them? Along with them crow Asians, fucking bastards. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do you have to bring the crow Asians into it? I mean, what are they? That's what done? I don't get. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like the French, I understand. I mean, come on. Nothing Everybody's... like making fun of rural America. Yeah. So it's easy, right? So we got two people in the Hollow Records. We got two people at the at the uh, the bar and hoedown, and um, we got one guy who's now a voodoo zombie leader. Um, you know what's missing? What? Nothing. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so voodoo zombie leader, who's already turned a couple people, uh, comes into the hoedown and starts turning more people. And the most epic brawl, hoedown, backyard hillbilly fight ensues. And uh, now all the people are together again, right? This is where they yep. all kind of come back together. And uh, they're all trying to help each other get out of this voodoo zombie curse. But um, before that, too, I got one final clip to play. And this is, um, this is such a, a movie trope where there's a creepy bartender that tries to warn people. But this guy brings creepy to a whole new level. So, um, what did you mean exactly when you said we should be careful around the bed and breakfast? Well, let's just say there's been a lot of strange going on up there for a while, a while. Strange going on. (laughs) If you're going to sound like that, you better make sure people are going to take you seriously. Yeah. He kind of reminded want to back away me, slowly and leave a tip at the bar and be like. He reminds me of the homeless guy in the original Friday the Thirteenth when they were on their way to the cabin and the guy just kind of shows up and he's like, "Don't go, it's <laughs> yeah, bad. It's Don't bad. go, it's bad." And you're like, "Okay, who is this guy? Why is he here?" Oh man. <laughs> so let's just uh, we'll kind of fast forward. I don't want to go too long on this movie, but um, we'll kind of fast forward. Uh, so there's a lot of zombies now in the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got voodoo zombie oh, pants. Oh, and we, we oh. lose one of our heroes. Oh yeah, he gets his head cut off. Christ- and then turns Christian, into a who's the snarky guy of the group, gets killed. He needed to die fast. Like he was, he was being, he was like being that. He was, he was a good boyfriend. Don't get me wrong. He was very loyal, unlike the oh, other okay. guy. Yeah, but I felt like he was also the guy who's like, uh, nobody's as smart as me, and that's usually the first person to bite the dust. Yep, and that's this Minus guy is the, the first guy. one of the. This guy was the first one of the heroes to kind of die. I guess, I guess technically. Well, he got his head cut off, and then he uh, he comes he, back. He came. He became a puppet, puppet. for Voodoo Zombie Man. Yeah, that was a bit much that was for me. Little little awkward. It didn't look great either. No, it looked awful. <laughs> this looked like someone took his face and made it awful, out of play doh. Uh, it looked awful, but I loved the gags they did with it later. Yeah, yeah. They, they had fun. They with were it. funny. Yeah, so you get everyone that's going back into the house because they're trying to find the box, right? Or something something happened where they, they tried to escape and they went back to the bed and breakfast and they kind of locked themselves in there. Sheriff McGee and um, – was that afterwards? Yeah, that was after. Like yeah. this, is where, this is where the movie's kind of like – this takes on all new yeah. – uh, Like so- after, after the hoedown battle, the movie kind of goes crazy to the end. Like, oh, that's what so I went crazy? Things- no, they th- there's so many things that happen right after that that it's hard to kind of follow unless you're really paying attention. Yeah. Now, so you got people that go back to the bed and breakfast, but they also they get the drifter first. They they pick him up because he has something to do with it, and they knock him out. Or, no, they hit him by the car, right? Because he escaped jail. Was that what it was? Yeah, he hit the drifter with the car, which is. And they brought him with them. They're with Sheriff McGee, the last survivors, and they went to the dead and breakfast or the bed and breakfast. And, uh, no, at that point it was a dead and breakfast. It was, yeah. So now they're all in there. And, and they're um, looking for weapons. Yeah, and they make shotguns out of pipes and hammers. As you do. I mean, why didn't we ever think of that as zombie survivalists? If there's one thing this uh, movie did, it put us to shame in terms of weapon of choice. Yeah, um, I'd say. Actually, I would like to state that I'm pretty sure if you did that in real life, the pipes would shatter after about one or two shots. Probably. 
but it's a movie, right? Yeah, because yeah, they were fine. using shotgun shells, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that w- that thing would not burst. good. Not good. So, so they're at the bed and breakfast, and then um, uh, Drifter McGee says, "We got to go dig someone up, and then After light he's them on." Excuses himself from sneezing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to a cemetery to dig up David Carradine, who's freshly buried, and the autopsy guy, who served no purpose in the movie other than to be awkward, <laughs> <He> get shot. <laughs> just just to be awkward, man. Like he was just like, did we knew he died of a heart attack? I knew to practice. Wait, what? Why are we even talking about this? Just go. So they they're, dig- they're, <laughs> they're digging up the body and they burn it, and then they have to get the bones. Okay, and of course that's a problem for the vegan apparently because when you're in a life and death situation, more importantly enough is to remain vegan and not touch dead people bones. Is that in the rules of veganism? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to eat anything with a shadow. Yeah, but she also can't hold a knife because she says she's vegan. I can't kill anything. I'm vegan. It's voodoo zombie, Thai Buddhist zombie killers and you're a vegan? Like, just... I'm pretty sure if we have vegan listeners, they're like yelling at their podcast machine right now, saying like, "I'm vegan and I would still defend myself in the zombie apocalypse." Like, yeah, I think she like, was just afraid. Or they're like, "Bob, you don't, you don't know, you just don't know." So they get the bones from David Carradine. You, you tell I'm kind of speeding this right along, huh? Well, we're trying to get to the part where there's there's the thriller dance, right? Is that what we're so? Doing? Yeah. So a couple there's uh, the boyfriend, uh, uh, Slippy Blood, Blueberry Pie. And um, that scene, I, I missed what happened there. So he uh, he's he got blood on the stairs because he hit his head. I mean, that that guy's clumsy as hell, if right? He lost <laughs> that much blood slipping and hitting his forehead. I mean, yeah, I don't think he'd be walking around. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think so. Either. And it also, it wouldn't stop bleeding that quickly. Yeah, well, it it seems like at some points it wasn't bleeding, and then others it was. It was just really weird. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so everyone's a zombie. And they're trying to get his blood, so he becomes one of the zombies. And in the middle of that, they decide this is getting this is getting too zombie like. Throw in a thriller hoedown video. <laughs> yeah. And then the zombies attack the house altogether after that. Which why yeah. wouldn't they have done that? In the, if, if all of them were expendable, he should have just sent them all in at the same time. Well, he didn't. No, he sends them in two at two at a time, uh, under the guise of. Uh, like the, he's testing their defenses, kind of thing. I suppose, yeah. I guess it's well. Idea. Long story short, vegan shoots David Carradine's bone into a. Well, that sounds wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the man died. Bob, come on. And they, she shot his bone into Voodoo Zombie Leader, ending the uh, Buddhist zombie curse. Mm-hmm. Did you cap the the wrapping? I did not. Oh man. Like when okay the 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 main singer turns into a voodoo zombie and as soon as he turns he starts getting like a little bit of hip hop in his country. It's yeah, weird. there was some hip hop. It was a great song. I just it, I had enough clips already. <laughs> oh man! Well, yeah, there was a lot of clippable material here. Yeah. So <clears throat> overall, so the movie ends. Um, your typical horror movie, you know, crazy. You know, the last chick survived, and now they're gonna be happy. Two chicks. Two chicks, one and the drifter, and the drifter. drifter. That's the name of the next uh, movie. Two Two chicks chicks and and a drifter. So, what are your what are your take? Uh, I'll start with you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Overall, your if you had to give this one out of five zombie heads, what do you give this? Um, I don't know. uh, Maybe two and a half. Which might be giving it a little bit too much credit, but I think I think two and a half is a solid amount of zombie heads for this flick. I two mean, it had its moments. You know what I'm surprised about though, and don't take this the wrong way, okay? Uh-huh. I don't want you guys thinking, looking. You know, I don't even know if I want to say it now. Just say it. Say it. Okay. And it's a B horror bastard. It's a B horror movie, right? Right. There, there were no boobs in it. I was expecting a lot of. You know how there's always topless scenes in those movies. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of gore, and I mean, I certainly don't think that boobs would have improved the. No, that's not what I'm movie. saying. I was just expecting it. I, you like, know what? And that's usually why I don't watch these. You know, the last thing Ashley wants. I mean, she'll watch Game of Thrones, but the last thing she wants to watch is some stupid horror film with, you know, boobs, blood, and what's the other one? Monsters. There's three. The the three tenets of of 
B horror films. Yeah, it's like um, blood and beasts. You know, but but that being said, I I'm kind of I'm kind of happy that they shied away from that because it it kept the female characters strong. There wasn't a lot of like funny business in terms of like sexual acts. You know, like it it didn't need to be there. I didn't miss it, and I'm glad they didn't do it. it yeah. If they had, it would have it, it would have convoluted the plot even more than it already was. Yeah, then we all would have been like, whoa! It would have been there on? just for titillation's sake. It wouldn't. It, it doesn't add anything to these movies most of the time. Okay. Well, Lou, what is your take on the car accident? Oh, sorry. No, the movie. How many zombie heads? Four. Four out of, out of five. Wow. That's, I like this movie. I think he said four to ten, Bob. I think he scaled her. No, he scaled her high. Five, four, man. I like four this twenty. I like this movie. I can see you like. I I can understand why it would be. I have like, a really disturbed sense of humor, so every time they make a joke, no matter how bad is bad it is, I kind of laugh. It was the French guy, wasn't it? Of course, it was the French guy. Oh, okay. It's always the French guy. Hey! <laughs> um, hey! Okay, I would probably, whoa! I would probably give it three, maybe two and a half, three zombie heads out of five. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a, it was clever enough to make fun of itself without making me hate it. Mm-hmm. And um, the acting wasn't too terrible. And if it weren't for the jumping around plot of everything, I probably would have liked it more. But I mean, just the, I mean, it's cowboy zombies, man. Cowboy zombies. In all honesty, if they had trimmed out a few extra characters, tightened up the plot a little bit, got it going gotten, faster, and gotten rid of some of the silly, stupid stuff that was just useless, like the woman at the uh, the the live the Hall of Records. Like if they had toned her character down a little bit and kind of shortened her explanation of things, I think it would have been a little bit more clever of a film. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it. It had it did neat stuff, but it's definitely not like it's not for a movie that's for everybody. No, and you got to enjoy horror movies. You got to kind of have a thing for zombie movies. But if you do this movie, I mean, you'd probably enjoy watching it out there if you're listening. And if you have an idea for something you want us to watch, then feel free to email the show or tweet us or Facebook us or plus us. And uh, that's a thing, right? Plus us. I don't know. I just but, post yeah. to Google Plus. Yeah, so just Google us. Google it. So, yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and recommend any sort of zombie theater that you would like us to watch. But before you do that, you should also go to SlashLoot.com and search for the Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt featuring our wonderful logo and iTunes art design. It's a beautiful shirt. It comes in three colors, ash, white, and jet black. And uh, all sorts of sizes, babies, grown men, grown women. What? Voodoo uh, men. Voodoo men. Voodoo men. Voodoo men. You do man. Seriously, go to com. Show your Zombies Ate My Podcast love by wearing your Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt. Mm-hmm. We also got a little bit of listener feedback that um, I don't know how to feel about this. But uh, we're, we have a couple, right? We're going to do this. We're going to do both of these. Well, why don't we do, like, the show's gone long. So why don't we just do these tweets? We'll see this, save the email for next week. Okay, well, I will, I'll read the tweet then. Okay. And I, this is what bothers me. Okay, great listener, Jim Bean. He's been a fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. He said uh, in, in, in a tweet, he wrote, Going back and listening to episode one, it's like a train wreck. Just want to cringe and turn away but can't. Hashtag sorry. <clears throat> I, I told him it's okay. We know. We understand. And yeah. then it says, there's a follow-up here, and it says, it's good to hear how much the show's evolved over time, two years in September. Wait, was that us, or was that That was him. him. This is all him. Okay. So, yeah, two years in September, which is crazy enough as it is. But I want to just say, you know, that was a pretty mean tweet, but at the same time, <laughs> we deserved it. But I want to say, we warn people every episode not to go back and listen. To I think go. we should we, just take episode one down. Just, no, we just, can't do that. Just... Stop. Why would you we tell you not to do it? Like start it like episode ten or fifteen. Yeah. When we start talking about Walking Dead. When we do the Walking Dead recaps, I think that first episode we really came into our own when we started getting like the soundboard up and running and uh more of a structure. I mean episode one, as Lou had stated on social media, it's more of a beta that went up because we were super excited. Like we just really wanted to get this podcast out and it was originally a test episode. 
And I think it had technical issues as well. Yeah, we had technical issues, and we, got those. we decided to po- we decided to post it anyway. We wanted to post it just to get, but it's funny enough. Like we tell people not to not to go back to episode one, and I'm glad it's a, it's that it's the type of train wreck where you can't look away because then people wouldn't listen to episode two or three. I mean, if it was one of those train wrecks where they you know could walk away, then people wouldn't be listening to this right now. I just worry about people listening to it and then not ever listening to us again because we definitely got better. I know I wouldn't. It's almost like we should go back, edit the file, and put like a little disclaimer like, if you're listening to this because we told you not to, please keep listening. Dude, I just realized. No, we should do? We should should, like inception it and go back and redo the first episode now and then post it back like it happened back then. Yeah, just like script it all out. And just, and like, boop, oh yeah, look, episode one's great. Can we get different people to play us? Yeah, sure. I'm going to be played by James Dean Morgan. Oh. That's I all I got. I'll play there. myself. I Screw that. Oh. So, so thank you for the tweet, Mr. Jim Bean. I appreciate that. Also, it's your own fault. Uh, don't blame me. <laughs> hey, we, Jim's a great guy. And I'm, he I'm, is. I'm glad he agrees with listener. us. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad he's still here. And uh, you know what? Thanks for thanks for cringing through that. And uh, Ryan, when people aren't cringing through our episodes, where else can they find us? Well, I'm 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 assuming that they found us at zombiesatemypodcast.com. And if you're like uh, the emailer that we didn't read to this week because we kind of went long, uh, you probably sent your email to info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow the show at zombies podcast. Like us on Facebook. Add us to your circles on Google Plus. Subscribe on YouTube. We got a lot of cool video content in the pipeline. Uh, if you want to follow the show host, you can follow myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. And also, before we head out, just a quick shout out to uh, Joel Duggan for the artwork. Uh, you can find out his cool work and, on our website and on iTunes, and also at his website, joelduggan.com. And if you really like Ryan Murphy, too, you can go listen to Joel Duggan's podcast. It's an awesome podcast called The Citadel Cafe, which Ryan was just yeah. a guest on. There was so no go- zombie talk. Except for well, when I pimped the show. <laughs> so there's, you know, a little bit of zombie talk at the end. Yeah. Well, it's just fine. And don't forget, guys, email those uh, Busy Zombie Lord uh, questions because we need those back. Those are my favorite. Yeah. And, uh, Last week may have uh, been the highlight of, of Scott's time on the show, I think. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, zombie, I, I will admit he, he, he trumped my answer, he too. He stepped so. up to the plate for that one with the pooping and the farting. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little too much. Yeah. A little, just, little too much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, for now, for myself, for Ryan, for Lou, and uh, maybe for the... Why don't you tell us what we're up against? A commando. God bless you, okay. and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>